Yep, that's it right here. Intimate Discoveries. Yes, the the podcast. Yes, here we are. Your your host, Champ Franklin. I am here. Yes, 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 yes. Oh my God, I love it. I absolutely love it. Thank you all so much. Yes, your host here. Champ Franklin, Intimate Discoveries, Unveiling Connections, the podcast redefining the conversation around intimacy. In a world where conversations often feel superficial, we dive deep, exploring the layers of what it truly means to be intimate. This isn't just another love talk. It's a groundbreaking journey through intimacies, cognitive, emotional, sexual, and spiritual aspects in the modern age. In each episode, we peel back the layers of myths and truths, engaging with with experts, sharing real-life stories as you're going about to receive right now. I got a dynamic um, guest coming on um, who is doing great work, doing great talks, um, helping men, helping families really just take their lives and relationships to a whole nother level. Right here today, real life stories, uncovering insights that challenge everything you thought you knew about closeness in relationships. Whether you're navigating the complexities of love, seeking deeper connections, or just curious about the unspoken intricacies of human bond, Intimate Discoveries is your guide through the maze of modern intimacy. Tune in Monday and Wednesday, 8 p.m. here as we unravel secrets to truly meaningful connections. That's right, Intimate Discoveries, Unveiling Connections, where every episode is a step closer to understanding the heart and soul of intimacy. I now bring in my dynamic guest, Anthony Dodson. Come on in, talk to me, how you doing? Can y'all hear me? Yes, we can hear you. Yes, we can hear you. Yes, 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 yes. Absolutely. Thank you. Oh yes, my guy. Everybody is like is, is happy to happy that you're here. So what's going on, Anthony? How you doing, man? I'm good. How you doing today? I'm doing absolutely fantastic. Um, they, um, so we're here. And um, I wanted to bring you on on today, and wanted to kind of can you, you give us a little bit of background of 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 who you are and why you decided to come on Intimate Discoveries tonight at eight p.m. Um yeah, so pretty much, uh, Anthony. Hold on, let me make sure y'all can, y'all can hear me right. I think we can hear you loud and clear. Hold on, give me one second. No, you you're good. We can hear you. We can hear you. Okay, cool. I was making sure. So yeah, uh, like I said, my name is Anthony Dotson. Pretty much, um, I'm a serial entrepreneur. Uh, I have various businesses, and I'm big on family, and you know, just showing people how to spend more quality time with the people that they love. Okay. And I wanted to get on here today because you know you were talking about like intimacy, and a lot of people, I do feel like define that in different ways that is not necessarily always true to it okay all right well that's good stuff and so you like families being connected um give us some examples of what what's important about families for you um that really stroked this strike struck this passion that's in you right now um so pretty much my business so I guess to give a, a better backstory, I have a business with my nine-year-old daughter. Um, the reason why I started that business is because I feel like a lot of times we sacrifice our families for business and money. And what we don't realize is we're losing the most valuable memories with them because we're trying to give them a life that we didn't have. When in reality, there's a chance that they may never see that life. You know what I'm saying? Because think about it like this. If you go make a million dollars tomorrow and something happens, and they can't celebrate. It's like you just made a million dollars to make a million dollars. So with me losing a lot of people in my life, um, I'm just really big on structuring things around being able to still create those memories that matter. Oh, my God. Anthony, Let me. I'm going to share something with you. And this is going to really tie deep into you. 
Um, I have two daughters. Um, one is 32, and other one is 27 years old. And I, I grew up in a in a in a in, in the West Side of Chicago in a drug house where my dad, who's a quadriplegic, um, decided to sell drugs in order to take care of our family. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I, I graduated from high school, going to the military, you know, and, and then at some point my children come into my life. And so as a dad, now I want to protect them from I don't want them to go to the gang life. Right. I don't want them to go to the drug life. I, I'm, t- I'm teaching them everything that I thought I know. I thought that they needed to know so that they don't go there. Right. Mm-hmm. However, the thing that I I later discovered when in therapy, um, because I, I'm I'm focused on you know I'm being a good dad and I'm like I'm I'm showing up to all this stuff because nobody showed up at my stuff. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm picking them up from school. I'm I'm, I'm fucking them in. I'm I'm doing. I'm helping out with homework. I'm going. I'm there, right? I got like a hundred percent, a hundred percent show rate. I'm picking my kids up from school. So, but I'm, I'm getting ready to go get going somewhere, right? And so I'm, I'm, and I when I get to therapy, I'm, um, I'm learning that my biggest thing was I want them to vacuum in straight lines, right? And um, they didn't want to vacuum in straight lines. They ain't like I ain't vacuum in straight line. Why you gotta do that? Da da da. And so I, I went I, in my in therapy. I was doing cognitive behavioral therapy, in which that train that helps you to to challenge your thoughts and your beliefs, right? And so in therapy, I had to write down where did that thought come that because I was what I used to what I, what angered me was I would tell my daughter I'm like there's gonna be a there's gonna be a moment in your life where you are gonna have to go right or left and I'm gonna tell you and you gonna have to go right or left otherwise your life is, is going your life could be depending on it right uh-huh. that until up to today that moment hasn't showed up. Uh-huh. So I was preparing her, right? And this is what the Lord showed me. I was preparing her for a life that she would never see, for a moment that she would never see. Instead of doing like you're saying right now, um, being connected with your daughter to see what they are right now, to help them to navigate what they're seeing from their perspective. And and being that, that being the dad that they need that your daughter needs and not the dad that you want to give them yes right and that's one of the things that you know i'm glad you said that like i've been in the same kind of footsteps before as well like when i when my daughter was first born like i had a thing where it's like when you get out the car you get out the car in under five seconds you get in the car in under five seconds because you don't want to you know what i'm saying because where i'm from it's like in that split second of you taking your sweet time to get in the car, you can get robbed. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I was teaching her these things and, and her mom was like, she's not going to go through that. She's not going to see that. So it's like, you can, yes, you can implement in it, but you don't have to force it because her life is not yours. And I think as parents, oftentimes is we want to kind of put things into them that mm-hmm. we've been through. So another thing that we, you know, one of my, my quote is stop buying them everything you never had and start teaching them everything you didn't know. So instead of us teaching them those things, we show them things that, that we didn't realize, like that kind of thinking of like, okay, why do I want you to vacuum in a straight line? Because this is what happens when you go and venture off. You get what I'm saying? Teaching them the psychology of why they should vacuum in a straight line instead of just kind of having them do it. Because when we give the why, we give the reason. And when we give the reason, we give a purpose. So by right. us giving that purpose, they're going to be more willing to kind of comprehend and understand where we're coming from. Right. Absolutely. And and so the thing that, you know, going back to that was your wife who was telling you that they're not going to go through that, that aspect. No. So I don't I don't actually have a wife. Okay, you um, your girlfriend at the time. It was your girlfriend. It, no, it was actually her mother. Me and her mother, mm-hmm. like we co-parents. So okay. her mother was saying that because it's like. I was having her do that when she would be with her mom. And she's like, why is she, you know what I'm saying, rushing to get in the car? You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So that was a conversation we had. Right. And so, and I'm glad that you're in a in a space where you can listen and hear. And, and you, like I guess I saw, I saw the TED Talk. Um, this guy has a TED Talk, which is powerful. Um, he and his daughter, um, it's just unbelievable, um, the connection that he and his daughter have. 
Um, you know, because, you know, there was a question where, you know, he asked his daughter, you know, what would you rather do? Um, would you rather have me give you $10,000 or would you co rather collect 10,000 memories? And what was her what was her answer? She said she would rather have 10,000 memories because if I gave her $10,000, one, she probably would know what to do with it. And then she wouldn't be happy because she wouldn't have nobody to spend it with. Wow. And, and, and that's and that's the part. And so um, and, and that's again, that's one of the one of the things that we that that I, I quit. I'm on a quest to helping men to understand that 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 is an intimate relationship that you have with your daughter right yes. right and so you would so tell us more about what you're doing um and how did how how it has transformed your life um because like you were saying that you as you were training your daughter to do those things realizing that she is she's on the, on the east side right <laughs> yeah and where where all the gang and stuff was happening was on the west side, right? Yeah. And he's not even over there, right? And so instead of again preparing her for being able to be that safe space for her, where she can tell you what she needs to be in her best space in that moment, um, is, is she can't really grasp that because she's trying to get in a car too fast. And, yep. and you've created this fear instead of her being able to share like what's on her mind. Um, she's busy thinking about something that isn't going to happen. Yep. And so I, Go ahead. I was going to say with that for me, it's just I think as parents, one of the biggest things that we fail to do is listen. We more mm -hmm. so we more so talk and teach instead of learn and listen. And I, and I think that's one of the most powerful things that, that we could do is learn and listen because a lot of times our children are better teachers to us than we are to them because we're learning on the job as well as they're learning on the job too. It's like they're learning everything around them. We're having to learn them. We're having to relearn ourselves. We're having to re relearn how to teach. It's, it's so many different factors. So the thing with my daughter and, and what makes our relationship so good is like Kaden can tell me anything. She can tell her mom anything. It's like we're going to always give her that open, you know, dialogue to speak her mind. Now, it's a gift and a curse because sometimes it's like, all right, certain situations, your opinion really don't matter. But we're going to hear you. But you're still going to do what we say. But it's giving her the freedom to be like, OK, this is what I want. This is what I like. This is what I feel. And mm -hmm. I think as parents, oftentimes we don't do that. It's like right. it's all word or, or or no way. Right. And sometimes we be dead wrong. I'm dead wrong. Absolutely. And so and so um, you're absolutely right. And so that as we, we talked about intimacy and being in an intimate relationship and you were like, hey, you know, sometimes you know, our, our we have different definitions of what intimacy is. And so we talked about you being you and your your daughter having an intimate relationship right mm -hmm. uh, and so how do you define intimacy i think it's a mental connection um, i think go ahead i think i think intimacy is literally a mental connection where it's like an aphrodisiac in a sense to the mind you know what i'm saying it's like it triggers certain things in your mental that mm -hmm just is a feeling that you can't you know what I'm saying shake and I think that's kind of my definition of intimacy is being able to mentally connect with somebody and having that safe zone to be able to connect in different and various ways okay beautiful 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 so one of the things that you're going to walk away from this experience is um, having a true definition of intimacy okay Okay. And so and so how we define intimacy on this show, um, which has transformed my life and to whole a whole nother level. Um, and so intimacy is defined as the level of commitment and positive, effective, cognitive, and physical closeness that one experiences with a partner in a reciprocal relationship.
I'm, I'm gonna say that again. Intimacy is a level of commitment. You have a that that's a com, is a commitment that you have with your daughter that I'm gonna I'm gonna um, provide a positive, effective, cognitive, and physical closeness that one experience with a partner in a relationship in a reciprocal relationship. Reciprocity. So when your daughter is sharing with you, you have to be able to share with her, right? On that level, right? And so there are four major components of intimacy, right? There is cognitive intimacy, which is just exchanging thoughts one with another person, right? And providing that safe space for um, your that person to be able to exchange in a positive um, relationship, in a, in, in a reciprocal relationship. So when your daughter is sharing with you, your daughter, when she's sharing, um, you should be providing that safe space for her, for her to share, right? Mm-hmm. That's that, because, because I'm in an intimate relationship with my daughter, right? Because I am committed to her, I have to make sure that she has the safe space to share her thoughts with her dad without you telling her she wrong without her without you telling you know whatever she is whatever she's saying baby girl i hear you you're right because she is right this is her first time being eight years old there's not a third time around being eight she wasn't eight last year and so now i'm (laughs) this is her first time being eight and this is how i see it based on what you have put in me dad Based on what you have put in me, mom. Based on what I've been seeing. Based on what I've been I've been able to experience. Based on the knowledge I've been given. And this is how I see it. And that's how I see it. Period. And it's weird, yeah. Dad. That that I, I I see it that way. But but check it out, Dad. This is my first time being eight. I don't know. This is the first time. So why are you so critical? at me on my first time on the job as an eight-year-old telling me what I don't know what what, when do I get the space and again I'm preaching right now because on this side I'm divorced right and so my kids um they don't call me right Um, remember remember I told you I I had even when my daughters graduated from high school they graduated from elementary school they wherever they graduated from if they had a recital whatever they were doing I, I got there early right so I can be on the front row. So I, I'm like, I'm like right there. And so when they had games, soccer, basketball, whatever, I'm there. And I'm, but again, my point is that um, that giving them that safe space is important. And so here I am being critical, being like, come on, you need to do X, Y, and Z. You need to practice harder. You need to do all this other stuff. And instead of me just being there and allowing them to be eight years old or nine years old or ten years old, right? Or being a kid. And um and again I I, I go back to it and then I know my ex-wife, she was trying to tell me. But because I was beating my dad, I was being better than my dad, being better than my uncles, I ain't wanna hear it. Right? And then going back to what you were saying as far as um do what I do. I do what you're told, and listen to me. I know what I'm doing, and whatever um, costs me a lot. So, what do you what are your thoughts about that? Um, I think you know, like like you said, is more so having the connection, and a lot of times, I think the reciprocal part is the most important thing. Mm-hmm. Um, because a lot of times we think we're reciprocating, or we think we're doing the right things, and it's like. Do we ever ask? Right. Do we ever try to open up the door for that type of connection? Because, like you said, it's physical and it, and it, and it's mental and it's all of these things put together. But oftentimes, like somebody was asking me something about love languages today, and one of the biggest right. things that I told them, and I and I had to think about it, is like we often give love in our love language instead of the love language that the person wants. So, you know, you being in the front row at the games, you being in the front row at everything, was it more important to them for you to be in the front row or was it more important for you to be there to practice with them? Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. And, and, and that's, that is so profound, right? Because nobody yeah. gave me the space 
so that I could be able to express my feelings and emotion and be vulnerable and say what I don't know and what I didn't know. And so I had to fake it till I make it. And, and so, so you're absolutely right. I, if I can go back, right, to the to the to the games, right, and just be sitting there because they ain't, they didn't their their love language was not words of affirmation. Yeah, it was quality is quality time, right? Quality time, right? Yeah, um, and gifts, <laughs> right? And so, and and that's just it, and, or acts of service, right? And so, because again, my kids, they, my kids, acts of I know I know Courtney's is acts of service because she was always say, Dad, can you bring me some McDonald's? Yeah, and I, I I would literally drive right, um, forty five minutes from my job and drop her off McDonald's. And then one time I got busted with my my younger daughter. She saw me coming in there with McDonald's, um, giving it to Courtney, and um, <laughs> giving it to my daughter. And so I had to next time I came, I had to bring her some McDonald's. And so um, and so, but that, that's what their love languages were, right? But I didn't really, I didn't give them that space to even, I didn't give them the space to even talk about what they needed from me. What kind of dad do you need from me? Because, and I didn't give them that space. I didn't know that that was my job for you to be the dad that they need and not the dad you want them to have. Exactly. And I think, right? you know, the crazy thing with, with saying that is like, and the reason I brought that up is because I'm that dad. It's like, I'm front row. Like, let's go, baby. Ain't nobody out here doing it. Back. And what I realized was I actually made my daughter nervous when I'm there. Right. She'll practice with me. She likes to practice and stuff. But when she's in a space where she has to perform or do something, her comfortability is with her mother. Mm -hmm. So I had to understand, like, okay, if I'm going to something she has, I'm in the back. Right. So that way she don't know when she doesn't get nervous. But right. oftentimes as the dad, it's like, I'm here with you. Like, you know what I'm saying? I'm front row. That's my baby. Right. But right. we don't often ask like, hey, how does that make you feel when I'm in the front row? Right. Would you prefer me to just bring you some flowers and right. sit in the back and record? Right, 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 right. So, 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 so here, so, so I, I got to give you these other definitions of intimacy, right? Okay. And then just just hold that thought right there, right? Hold that thought. So we we talked about cognitive intimacy, which is exchanging thoughts and sharing ideas with another person, right? And then we mm -hmm. talked about um, then there's emotional intimacy, which is exchanging feelings one with another person, which is deeply rooted in the value of self-disclosure. And then there's sexual intimacy, which is being attracted to another person and choosing to share one's body in the form of physical contact, affection, and sexual activities. And then there is spiritual intimacy, which is sharing thoughts and feelings regarding religion and morality, right? Okay. When we, when we go back to our definition, right? Intimacy is a level of commitment, right? It's a mm -hmm. level of commitment. So the level of the level of commitment that you will have with your daughter when it comes to intimacy is cognitive and emotional and spiritual. Mm -hmm. That's the level in which you reside, right? That's your level of commitment. Cognitive, emotional, and spiritual. Um, the problem that we have in 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 our cases, especially as men. Um, black men, we have limited emotional vocabulary. Mm -hmm. And so because we have a, a limited emotional vocabulary, when it comes to emotional intimacy with our children, being able to just share feelings, how you felt and how does how does that relate to you? And then be able to walk away with that connection, which is which is an area that we that I recognize. And I can say that I recognize I always talk about me. That I recognize is that because I grew up in a drug house, like I told you, I was emotionally numb. Nobody cared about me. I got like about 30 years where nobody cared about my feelings, right? And I felt that way, right? And I and again, I was married, and so she would you, I can tell you, she would she told me that she cared about it, but I didn't have anything on my record saying that you could trust her, right? <laughs> I didn't have anything on my record saying you can trust your wife. Yeah, but you but the thing is I she told you. Yeah, I know. And then I was, but they also told me on the on the rap music not to trust her. That my uncle also told me not to trust her. My cousin always told me not to trust her. My brother who told me not to trust him. 
right? And who do I who do I believe? I get you know, and that's and that's and that's where we are, and 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 that's um, a, a dilemma that we find ourselves in, or what we call a dichotomy that we're in. That in order that we got to begin to register ourselves with our children as the ability to have that emotional connection. Because without that emotional connection, they cannot feel a sense of loving and belonging. Right? Okay. What are your thoughts about what I, what I just said? Um, I agree. I think a lot of men don't know how to emotionally kind of handle it and go through things. I think it's men as a whole, and it's just because of the the way society has kind of put certain barriers on certain things. It's like, if you tell your emotions you're sensitive, if you hold them in, you're too hard. So it's like, where's my safe space? Right. And then it's like, also when it comes to, you know, having a girlfriend or having a wife, it's like, you know what it's always said, no woman wants a soft man. But right. I think the trajectory changing of that is, you know what I'm saying? It takes a strong man to be able to express himself. Right. And want to learn his emotions. So I, I definitely agree with everything there. Like you said, it, it's, it's it's tough in, in a sense. And it's, it's a struggle. And it's just we have to find a way to be okay with being not okay. And and you're absolutely right. And that's why we're having this podcast because of, like oftentimes we're not given that permission to feel. And, and then understand the urgency of you learning how to feel so that before you leave earth, that your children, your family members are able to connect, experience a level of closeness with you emotionally. And so one of the things that I have is, go ahead, what, what were you going to say? No, I wasn't saying, I was agreeing. Yeah, and one of the things that, 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 I, that, I, that helped me um, is I have a feelings wheel. Right, and okay. it, it's 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 by the um, the Godman Institute, and it was developed by Dr. Gloria Wilcox, and I'll I'll send this to you, and that way you'll have it. And so what it has is on this feelings wheel, it has primary, secondary, and tertiary emo tertiary feelings. Right? Do you understand what primary, secondary, and tertiary is? Yes. Okay, right. So let's say, for example, in the moments in which you 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 could not feel you, when you were scared and you could not tell anybody you were scared because you had to be tough, right? Yes. Right? Okay, so because you could not say that you were scared, there are there's there's behind that is rejection, confused, helpless, submissive, insecure, anxious, embarrassed, foolish, weak, insignificant, discouraged, and bewildered that you don't have access to. Okay. Because you could not say that you were scared. And so you may have had these moments in which you felt discouraged, insignificant, weak, foolish, helpless, confused, but you couldn't say it. So you had to, you had to slot these over in some place else because you couldn't put them in a, in a sad file. You can okay. put them in a sad in a sad category and and properly assign these feelings, and so now you have all of these feelings that you all these experiences where you had these feelings that become misassigned, and they get dropped in the in the mad folder, because this is where we normally have the because you can't tell them I, tell them why you sad right, yeah or, or have you had the ability to just tell somebody I feel sad. I mean, I think for me, it's a little bit different because one of the things I've done is get in safe places and being right. around people that I can be safe with. Right. So I, right. I'm able to. You able to what? I I am able to actually tell somebody I'm sad personally. Okay, perfect, perfect. And 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 but but that's but looking at now that we now I'm glad that you have that safe space where you can feel that. And and when you go into your relationship, first of all, I'm going to let you know that um, in a relationship, you need a safe space to feel however you feel and how you feel is right. Um, one of the biggest mistakes that I made in my marriage was that I did not ensure I had a safe space. 
period, where I can say what I wanted to say and say how I felt and nobody said anything about the way I felt other than is there anything I can do to help you to feel better? Is there anything I can do to help you to get to your best space? Is there anything I can do? Um, is there, do you need anything from me? Is there anything I can do to help you, right? Other than saying you shouldn't feel that way, that's wrong, or that's ghetto, right? Or that's 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 not a, that's not appropriate. What the hell out of here, right? Um, and that's where I that's what I did not have for myself. And so because I did not have that for myself, I could not give that to my daughters, right? I could not give that to my wife. I didn't know that that was a requirement of being in an intimate relationship. Right. Because I was I, I had an intimate relationship with my daughter. I, I should have had an intimate relationship with my daughters. Right. I was required to have an intimate relationship with my daughter. I was required to have an intimate relationship with my wife, but I didn't. I lacked the commitment. And because I lacked the commitment and the commitment comes from the confidence in within myself to be able to share my feelings um, without being judged. And so the first time I said, you know, I shoot, like you said, you can't tell somebody you feel weak, you feel foolish. You're a man. Suck it up. And so how does that, again, play into um, what you're seeing and what you're experiencing? And how does that apply to your life and your, your, your walk now? I think for me, it's the fact of... Like I say, I, and I'm gonna go back to it. It's okay with being okay. We're not being okay. Um, far as me, I realized that you know everybody's not going to care. Everybody's not going to care about your feelings, and it's not everybody's job to care about your feelings. But there are people that do care about your feelings, and so mm -hmm. you pour into people that are that are willing to pour into you. You cannot pour from an empty cup. So the thing is. If I feel that my feelings aren't being hurt, I need to change the room that I'm in. Right. And, and and I think that's where a lot of men go wrong is it's like, well, I'm around these people. These people are telling me to be this and that. Mm -hmm. Well, no, maybe in this season of your life, you need to switch who the people you are around. Because right. at the end of the day, a person that loves you always cares. Like, I don't have to tell my daughter I'm sad. I don't have to tell my daughter how I feel. She can sense it. Like I, we have an emotional connection where it's like that. Mm -hmm. Same thing for for her. But also, you know, as sad as it, as and as crazy as it sounds, like I can literally go to my daughter and be like, "Okay, I'm sad," mm -hmm. and she's going to be there. Or I'm nervous, right. or I'm anxious, or I'm or I'm this, or I'm that. But you have to have people around you that are open and willing to understand that about you. And I and I right. definitely agree. The safe place, you know what I'm saying, and and it was a long time for me for that, especially with me being from the hood. It's like, bro, you you tweaking like this is life, and mm -hmm. I had to realize this isn't life. Right. This is the life that I'm dealing with, right. and everybody doesn't deal with it. So having those people, like you say, that counselor, whether it's a counselor, whether it's a friend, whether it's a family member, whether it's you talking to your dog, you know what I'm saying, like right. somebody that's gonna listen and not and not judge you when when you're speaking. So right. that's been my, my journey now is being around people that actually care. Right. Absolutely. So you, you made a comment that you cannot pour from an empty cup. Yes. Who told you that? Um, I'm trying to think who told me that. Uh, I've heard it various times. But when it sat with me was um, under my mentor, Jeremy Anderson, he pretty much, you know, said that, like, once you pour from an empty cup, you, well, no, it wasn't even Jeremy. It was Coach Crump, um, mm -hmm. which is another one of my mentors. He, he right. pretty much said, no, you know, you can't. Yeah, okay. All right. I was for the listeners. Um, but he pretty much told us about the empty cup. And it's like once you're pouring out of that empty cup, eventually that cup will break. Then what do you have? Because once once you start pouring from an empty cup, all you're doing is hurting everybody else around you. Who who told you that? 
How, how, how do you, and, and again, going back to, because again, so the thing is that um, porn, the, the porn from an empty cup, and I'm, I'm, I'm looking at how do you, how do you, how does the cup get empty if it never pours? So your cup, you, we've always had a full cup at one point in our life. It's just over time, it became empty. Okay. And you're so, constantly pouring from nothing. <laughs> okay. And and so again, I'm just I'm I'm doing what I'm being devil's advocate right now, right? Okay. I'm I'm, I'm being devil devil's advocate because I, I I understand the concept that you can't pour from an empty cup. That meaning that, um you have to have a a reservoir that continues to feed in you and so if you're in a room where you're the smartest person and you're pouring in those cups and you have nobody to replenish you you can't keep pouring although you want to pour and you're yes. pouring you're still pouring because that that's a, that's your heart that's your calling you still pouring and you're in you're the smartest person in that room who then replenishes you I get what you're saying now I get the question you're asking so and and that's the thing it's on to you how I look at it it's like you gotta know when it's time to to transition and move right you gotta right. shift yourself you gotta put yourself in those places where you know you are replenished. You get what right. I'm saying? So it's like if I'm, for instance, like me, I know that I like going to conferences because I know I'm not the smartest person in the room. Mm -hmm. I know I'm coming to learn. I'm no, I'm coming to get something that I haven't heard or something that I need. So that way, when I'm at, at these lower levels, I can go and be replenished. But mm -hmm. another thing is that I've learned and nobody kind of taught me this. It actually happened with one of my videographers. We can replenish ourselves. Right. So and, and how we do that is, for instance, I'm an introvert, so mm -hmm. I don't really like people. I don't like talking to people, but it's my calling. So mm -hmm. what I have to do is when I feel that my energy is getting low or the things around me is getting low, I isolate myself and then I go and talk to God and ask him certain questions. And, you know, what I'm saying just have that relationship with him to rebuild and replenish myself to the things that I need and, and really asking myself my why's, because right. now that gives me that 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 little bit more juice that I need to keep going. Right. Right. Yeah. And you're absolutely you're absolutely spot on with what you're doing. And and how old are you? How I'm 29. 29 years 29. old. 29. I'm so proud yes. of you, man. I got you, Anthony. I'm, I'm so proud of you, man. You're doing an amazing job. You have a, a fabulous, a, a remarkable relationship with your daughter. And, and you are a, a, a good example of having a relationship with a father man when i saw your ted talk i was like oh my gosh man um if i could have experienced that level of vulnerability with my children oh my gosh um i, I just saw it and I, I again i saw it and i was jealous um like man like I, I was like, oh my gosh, I wish I, I wish I had that man. And I'm, I'm, I'm saying what you got is special, and and I'm, and I'm proud of you for, um, for intentionally creating that with her. It's, 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 it's remarkable, and 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 it, and it, it, it reflected off of that TED talk. I saw her. She like, I can, you know, I can say whatever I want to say with my dad. And I'm saying <laughs> this is how I feel, man. That's like the best feeling in the whole wide world. That's the best yeah. feeling in the whole wide world. And so um, as we're, man, I, like I said, my, 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 you, let me see, what, what, what can I do right here? Um, I think I got, let me give him a round of applause. Yes, there it is. Man, I just give you this. Yes. Just saying thank you, man. Good job, well done. Appreciate really that. appreciate you, man. Absolutely. Absolutely. Keep up doing 
keep doing that, man. And um, and so I want to give you something else now, right? Um, that I've learned that I that I I'm that I've learned now, right? Um, is the the power that you have as a father. Mm-hmm. And that power that you have is to be able to restore your daughter to her best space. Okay. Right. And what does that look like? So you you, you would say, "Hey, Kayla, um, are you in your best space today?" And she might like, "No, Dad. You know, I'm not in my best space. I'm doing good." You're like, "No, I, I don't want you to be in good because I'm. You got you got your dad right here, right? <laughs> I'm that elite dude." Um, and I want you in your best space because when you're in your best space, you listen better, you, you're, you're more attentive, you're more assertive, you're more confident because you're in your best space. You apply yourself like never before. And wherever you are in life, I want you to be able to apply yourself better than anything before. And when you have questions, you know you can come ask me. I'm going to give you the best answers that I have. But I want you to be in your best space. And so because you, you're, she's in her best space, She's going to do well, right? And the thing is that I learned that, that, and you probably can attest to this now, that your daughter is never going to ask you to do something that you can't do. Right? In the next, yeah. She's not going to ask you to do something. You, well, matter of fact, well, how old is your daughter now? She's nine. She's nine years old. So if you can tell me three things that your daughter have asked you over the last nine years, what you could not do. That was virtually impossible for you to do. Tell me three things. Um, I'll have to think on it, but she doesn't. She doesn't. My daughter is kind of different, so you know, okay. some some of the things that she asks is just from a different angle and a kid of, of not understanding, like you know, why somebody's not here no more. Can you bring them back? You know what I'm saying, like. That part you know you can't do that. Yeah. That, that part you know you can't do that. But but again, that's her that's because she's eight years old. It's her first time being eight. She has that kind of question. Right? This is her first time being six. So she has that kind of question. She doesn't this is like my third time being at a funeral. It's not my eighth grandmother who passed away. I don't <laughs> I don't know. So I'm asking you, because that person gave me that safe space and that person allowed me to to have an emotional connection and I want it back. Can you bring them back? And so, again, going back to that question I asked you, give me three things that your daughter asked you to do that you could not do. All right. So are you saying physically or mentally? Whatever. Physically, mentally, whatever. So, so I mean, that's that's one. Okay, okay. okay. Let, me, uh, let, me, let me let me say this. Let me let me go back here. Let me go back here. Um, no, because you could you you can have that conversation with her and explain to her. Hey, listen, this is what dad. In order for us to do that, you can pray, giving her a way to do that. You can connect with them spiritually. You can always talk to them. So you could have done that, which would have given her that ability to bring that. That's what you had. So you could get you could have given her that right. Yeah, in a sense, in but a I couldn't sense. give her what she was technically asking for. Right, but that, but that's something. But you knew you couldn't do that. But I'm yeah. talking about other than that. That's right here on Earth. We ain't talking about controlling the wind because you can't control the wind. So I mean, the other other aspect is, you know, I want a sibling right now. I want right. you and my mom to still be together. There's certain things that I cannot, you know, what I'm saying, and certain things I can't compromise on. So oh, oh, there we go. There we go. Right there. You said that there are things that I could not compromise on, right? And so watch this here. She said, you know what, Dad? I, I want you and Mommy to be together. And you're okay. not being married right now. There is a process. There is a commitment that you have that you can do to get back with her mom, right? Unless she unless she's like married See, or I mean, she's that's what I'm saying. She has a whole, you know what I'm saying? So and, and that that can't happen. And that can't happen in that moment and therefore you explain to her that hey, listen, that we can't I can't do that, right? Because that's illegal, immoral, unethical. You can't do that. It's, you know, you can't do it, right? So that you couldn't do that, right? So let me give you these other five criteria, right? 
that is not illegal, immoral, unethical, cause itself harm or harm to others, right? That she's asked you to do. That is not illegal, immoral, unethical, cause itself harm or harm to others, right? Outside of those five things, has she ever asked you to do anything that you could not do that was not illegal, immoral, unethical, cause itself harm or harm to others? Um, I don't know. Uh, she be asking for certain things monetarily that right. you know I can't afford. So, but you, but you can't afford it. You and here's the thing, right? And you, you, but you can put it on layaway. Certain you things get, you can. Certain things you can't. You right, and you can you can say, hey, baby, listen, if you want this, there's a way to get that. And you bring in her, she come home with all A's, you gonna get what she just asked you. You gonna find a way to get it. <laughs> right? But if you really wanted to do it, you can do I gotta do 10 more speeches. I gotta do 10 more, 10 more, 10, 10 more TED Talks. I, I I'm gonna get it. I'm going to get it because you asked me to go get it. And it's although it's, it's right now is it's stretching me. But I I really can't do it. It's just yeah. being vulnerable and being able to share with your daughter. Hey, listen, you ask me for this. This is going to get you to your best space. Daddy is working on it. Here is my plan to get it because I have other other obligations. I have other responsibilities. And this is where the vulnerability comes in. And also the integrity of what you say you're going to do. Right? Yeah. That we as parents rarely ever maintain integrity with our children. And therefore, it makes that it creates that that again it robs your relationship of you being able to register as someone who can consistently bring her to her best space, right? Okay. And we and and having that relationship, and now like now because when she leaves you, she's how is how is how is she gonna leave you? When she yep. goes goes off to be with her friends, how what state of mind is she gonna be in? Okay. She no, that was a question. Um, I mean, I think with just having those open open worlds, she's able to be in a state of mind where she's understanding and she knows, which is one of the things that I'm big on teaching her. It's the pros and cons of everything. I was right. raised on. I'm never gonna tell you what to do. But I'm gonna tell you the effects of everything you do because everything has a consequence. Some right. are good, some are bad. So she's just gonna be more analytical. Right. So, but but again, going back to this this concept of of a reassuring, uh, keeping her in her best space, because when she's with you, nothing you there's no danger coming upon her. You gonna protect, no. her, right? Not at all. Absolutely. And so, because that is the fact. You have the ability, this is what I learned, that I have the ability to bring my daughters to their best space. Because, because what I was doing when they would come to me, instead of me focus on giving, being them in their best space, I focus on what are you doing? What are you not doing? You know, you need to change this, you need to do this, you need to do that. Instead of me focus on that because, and, and that's, that robbed me of those intimate moments. Robbed me of that space, that safe space, and so what I'm, I'm, I'm. My goal here is to give you something to walk away with, that, that you, that is repeatable, that you can actually duplicate, and that part is being able to make sure that she's in her best space, and that provides that safe, that safe space for her to be vulnerable and to be able to tell you what will get her to her best space. So when she goes to school, she's in her best space. When she goes to gymnastics, when she goes to basketball, when she goes to practice, she's in her best space. And when she's in her best space, she's going to dominate. Right? Yeah. And, and, and that's a power that you can exercise as her father. Right? Yeah. What, what are your thoughts about that? I mean, I, I agree. We we always want to do that for our children and um, put them in a position where 
they they are in those those happy and you know loving moments because when they're at their best they're going to do their best right right and and you and and understanding that you anthony has you have that power you have that power and if nothing else going to get ice cream let's go get ice cream because like you said i she may want to collect another memory with you collect another memory with my dad will get me to my best place i can hold on to this memory right yeah. Yeah. So so she's gonna stretch you. You know she's gonna stretch you. Um, but it's it's being able to, to have that balance like you like we were talking about. Um I'm not gonna get our Mercedes Benz, not now. Um <laughs> but again, being able to be, just knowing that within reason, um, that we can that you're able to do. Mm-hmm. Having that having that conversation, like baby, I can't get I can't get you a Mercedes Benz. Okay, what else can we do? Now be serious, be honest with me. Like, come on, and and make that make it soft, make it jokey, make it make it palatable. Where again, like we talked about being in an intimate relationship, that she walk away with a positive experience, right? Yeah. And that's what that's what we need to to begin, um, and 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 understanding that that's the that's a power that we that we have, and. Mm-hmm. That stuff that we we focus on that that somebody else taught us don't even apply now. We got internet. <laughs> I ain't going to the library and get a library card. I got Google. <laughs> you make sure you mm-hmm. keep your library card. <laughs> Whatever. Um, but again, that's 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 a, a good um, a good thing. So what is what what have you? How have this? this conversation impacted you or or you know just how have this conversation or has this conversation helped you i mean i think it's, it's definitely a thought-provoking conversation and just the aspects of how to look at things and, and the mindset to be in when it comes to certain things that are going on that you know not just for me but for the viewers that they can change their mindset and their, their thought process on a lot of things that they're doing, you know, intimately with their children and understanding that intimacy is just not, you know, a thing with you and your wife or you and your girlfriend or you and your boyfriend or you and your husband, but it's, it's the connections that you have with, you know, everyone around you. And I think that's important. Oh my God. Absolutely. It is so important to know that you can actually have an intimate relationship with your children. One of the reasons why children are close to their moms, right? is because they have an intimate connection with them, right? And that intimacy starts at the beginning when they first come out. They're breastfeeding or they're holding them, right? That intimacy, that connection comes right there. Mm-hmm. And, it, and, it, it, and it's, it's consistently reinforced in mm-hmm. some cases or in most cases, right? Um, but, we, but we as dads, we, we're, we're working on our emotions. We're working on our feelings. Um, and, and we're getting better, right? Anthony For is a sure. testament to that, right? For sure. Yeah. So I, I, I does it, do you have anything else you want to share? Um, I think you kind of pretty much covered most of it. I always leave people, you know, with the same thing I said on my, my TED talk is, you know, stop replacing time for money and gifts for memories and give your children the gift of you and show up in the, in a way that they need you and not the way that you want to be there. Because that's what's going to keep them around and that's what's going to keep continue the building of the relationship. Is like you said, as you get older, you're thinking you're doing all these great things and then your kids really don't want nothing to do with you once they pass a certain age. And so to avoid that, you give them the things that, you know, they want. And I think that'll change a lot of circumstances. And, you know, I just challenge any parent that's on here to really, you know, go sit down and just ask your children, like, what do you need from me? What can I do to better serve you? And I think that'll change a lot of things for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. What, and can you say what you said at the beginning? Can you slow it down a little bit? Because I want you to slow it down because what you're saying is powerful. Um, so to stop replacing time for money and gifts for memories and give your children the ultimate gift of you. And who should do that? Every parent. Parents, so 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 go back. So parents, as a parent, 
I, you know, it, it's, I want you to do X, Y, and Z, what you were just saying. So I want you to make sure that, that it's geared towards those individuals and what I want them to be able to do. And so I want you to just do it really slow because what you're saying is powerful and some people can miss it because you say it so fast because you're so used to it, right? So yeah, so things, so so pretty much, you know, matter of fact, I don't even want it just to be for parents. I mean, any relationship you have, any person that's close to you, stop replacing time for money and stop giving them gifts instead of the memories with you and ultimately give them the gift of you. So be there. It's pretty much the best way I can say it. You know, a lot of times we want to give people things because, you know, we feel like we got to go chase the bag or we got to go do this and that. But what happens when you chase the bag and they're no longer there? Mm -hmm. That's good stuff, man. I'm, I'm, I, again, going back to, I am extremely proud of you, man. You're doing an amazing job on your, on, on your work with parents, with couples, with individuals, with families, making sure that families come first and, and re reiterating the importance of being there and I would say I was guilty of, of the money thing, you know, giving them money and not being there, right? Not having that intimate connection because one, I didn't, I didn't know that I could have that. I really didn't know that. Well, was like, Frank, you, you were telling people about it. Yeah, but I didn't know I can do it. I didn't know that yeah. I could actually feel that emotional connection. And so, and, and so I, I, I didn't collect that memory. And I and 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 because nobody nobody gave me that memory, <laughs> so I don't even know what it feels like to have that to be able to share with my children. Yeah, for sure. And but but here's but here's the here's the here's the here's the here's the the uh, the flip side to that coin, right? Mm -hmm. Because you didn't because I didn't get it from my mom and my dad and those guys. I'm still it doesn't remove the, the responsibility for me to give it to my children. So I got to create that within me to make sure that they have it. And like you said, going back to them and asking them, hey, what do you need from me? How can I serve you better? Mm -hmm. Right? Because you, just because you didn't have it don't mean that they aren't, aren't going to have it. And so we still have that, that responsibility. It sounds like you where you need to be, man. And um, I thank you for coming on the show. I want you to, to come back. And um, is any last remarks? Um, nah, that was my last one. Okay, good, good, good. Thank you so much. We really appreciate you coming on the show. Outstanding work. And we just, everybody just gets excited for you. Um, kudos to you, man. Absolutely. Um, thanks everybody. Um, he's Anthony is going off um, to do continue to do great things, and we wish you well. And when you need something, when you need a safe space, reach out to us over here because here at Intimate Discoveries, we want to make sure that you have a safe space um, at any time. All right. All righty. Thank you. Thank you so much. I'll I'll be in touch. All right. All righty. We'll do. Again, that that's our show, Intimate Discoveries, Unveiling Connections, where every um, every episode is one step closer to you experiencing the heart and soul of intimacy. This is Champ Franklin, your host, your host in bringing it real. And that was an amazing conversation. I hope you learned. I hope you'll share this with someone um, because we're here. We're here so that you can get better, right? I've learned. I, I now know where I missed it. And I'm sorry I missed it. Um, if, I, if I can go back, well, I, I can't go back. You know I can't go back, so I ain't going back. Um, I'm focused on right now. Can I be the best person for you right now? Can I be the best person for my children right now? That's what I'm focused on right now. Um, at the same time, whatever they feel is right. And I'm sorry um, that I helped you to feel that way. Um, it wasn't my intent or made you feel that way, because that's, that's it. Um, 
So, that being said, Champ Frank is out. Well, you know here, again, Champ Franklin, the sky is the limit. Do not stop on the moon. And continue to experience meaningful relationships. This is Champ Franklin, and I am out. Thank you. And now.